With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. Welcome to episode 30 of the Loud Pedal Podcast, joined uh, by Blake Anderson today as our co-host because heavy lunch Tyler Burnett could not be bothered to uh, co-host his own show from the beach. He's apparently on vacation today. So uh, Blake has uh, has come in to uh, kind of do a, a special co-host of, of his show, Anderson 410, and, and a combined episode of, of the Loud Pedal Podcast. So uh, Blake, thank you for coming on. And we're joined, of course, by Justin Peck, who uh, is probably one of the hottest sprint car drivers in the country right now with wins in the last uh, 10 days at Williams Grove, Port Royal, and then, uh, of course, this past weekend at Attica with the Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions. So, uh, Justin, thanks for joining us. Where are you guys? Uh, you're in the truck right now, headed to another racetrack. So where are you guys rolling to right now? Yeah, we're actually on the way to Bridgeport. Uh, I guess they're doing a special Tuesday show, Invasion of the Posse. So we're going to try and take down the Posse again. Well, it worked out pretty well for you uh, the last couple times. So, um, what's it like being you right now? I mean, I think kind of the guy that everybody's tabbed as the the guy to beat, the hottest sprint car driver in the country right now. How's that feel? It's pretty cool, you know, because I I guess I've never been in that position before. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun, man. I mean, we're just kind of trying to take care of business right now. I mean, we're not taking it one race at a time and just trying to uh, run up front. I mean, if we can consistently stay up front, then I think we're doing our job and. Uh, just kind of take the wins as they come. As, D- as Dylan mentioned, the hottest sprint car driver in the country with those wins. Let's rewind a month. A month ago, did you, in your wildest dreams, think that you would have already picked off wins two times in central Pennsylvania, especially winning at Williams Grove so early, a place that you don't have a lot of laps at, and then Port Royal, and then checking off another all-star win? Does that kind of seem like some fantasy land stuff? 
Uh, yes and no. Uh, you know, I feel like we're pretty prepared going into the season, and, and uh, we kind of we kind of knew it was just a matter of time before we started picking off some wins here and there. And uh, you know, just I think uh, I think getting laps in Central PA towards the end of last year. You know, I spent like two months out there with uh, running the 39 for John Trone, and uh, you know, I think that kind of helped going into this year, hopping into the Book Sprint car, and uh, just kind of picking up where we left off last year with uh, you know running the Central PA stuff and just trying to get more laps. You know, I mean, there's so many all-star races in, in Pennsylvania and that's kind of was our game plan was to try and just get prepared so that way when the point season kind of rolls around we'd be we'd be good and and kind of have a baseline and uh but no I think it's pretty cool man picking up some wins this early in the year is pretty fun and uh you know if we've got three now hopefully you know maybe we'll uh pick up a few more and and hopefully a championship what's the challenge or the biggest challenge for you I mean as a guy that is you know admittedly still learning uh, you know, learning these tracks, learning wing sprint cars. When you go to places as competitive as Pennsylvania or even racing with the All-Stars or the World of Outlaws, I mean, learning on the fly, but also trying to have success, what's the biggest challenge of that? Uh, well, being with these guys definitely kind of helps helps me go along just because they've all been doing it for so long and they've kind of been to these tracks. They kind of know what to look for and stuff. Um, but just kind of getting used to new tracks and, and not knowing, you know, I haven't raced with some of these guys before and, you know, maybe or maybe only a handful of times just kind of knowing what they're going to do and, and trying to learn these tracks as I go. You know, it's just, you know, showing up to a new track, you don't necessarily know what the good lines are or, or, or how to pass you know efficiently and stuff like that so i'd say that's probably been my biggest challenge is just trying to learn how to get through packs efficiently and uh you know qualifying well i mean qualifying and redrawing is a huge deal it seems like right now in the wing sprint car stuff you know you got to be able to start up front uh to really have a, a good shot at being in the mix late in the race so um i think we're kind of doing a good job of that right now it seems like we're, we're pretty fast early on in the night and trying to maintain speed throughout the night is uh you know it's always tough but having a good crew behind me has definitely helped me out What's it like working with the the Book Misfits? It seems like at at face value, they're probably one of the more fun crews in the pit area. With obviously Tom is very lighthearted, but wants to win more than about anybody. And then Curtis and Sean. I mean, they're guys that have had a lot of success through the years. But it seems like you guys have more fun than about anybody in the pit area. Yeah, we definitely do. Uh, it's always smiles, man. It's always good times and good vibes in the trailer and and back home at the shop. So that, uh, that definitely plays a huge factor in, in being competitive. You know, no, it almost feels like there's no pressure, you know what I mean? And, uh, and that's always good for a guy like me who's young and still trying to learn a little bit. So uh, just, just kind of the camaraderie we have so early on in the season and, and so new in our partnership, it's, uh, I think that's definitely been a huge benefactor. Turn your camera around and show us your guys here. You, you showed them to us before we like actually went on the air. So show us who, who's all in the truck with you here. We got the misfit Kurt here. <laughs> we got the misfit Sean. Can't forget about can't forget about the dog Garth, the horse. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Dylan, um, I don't know if you've seen Garth before, Dylan, but he's like five feet tall. He's a big boy. <laughs> he's yeah. huge, man. He's like 50 pounds. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so and and I actually it's funny that Blake asked that because I had that, you know, written down as a question for me too, as as far as just the enjoyment level of of traveling up and down the road with these guys. But um, you know, having success always helps, right? But I mean it, it's nice too when you can, you know, you guys can go to the track and, and even if things don't go exactly as planned, you know, you guys are still, 
you know, kind of busting each other's balls and having a good time. I mean, that just that helps, especially as as much of a grind as the schedule is. Yeah, and that's actually me and Kurt. We were actually kind of talking about that last night a little bit. Is uh, you know, it's great that we're having success right now, but you know how humbling the sport is. Uh, you know, you're gonna have those moments in the you know those weeks or those months where you're not uh, necessarily producing like you think you should and. Uh, being around some guys like these, I think, will help us along in that. And I think, uh, you know, we all, like I was talking about earlier, we just all get along so well. It's, I think that, uh, you know, when we do start to struggle, that we might, uh, you know, come out of that a little bit quicker, come out maybe a little farther ahead than maybe the next the next team or the next guy, just just for the fact that we're all so close. You know, we, we eat together, we drink together, we all hang out, we play putt-putt together, you know, stuff like that. So it's always good vibes. Speaking of drinking together, what what was the thought process or who came up with the idea of your victory lane celebration that we've seen you do now three times early on in the year of, you know, slamming the beer and spraying beer all over and just having a good time up on top of the wing? Yeah, well, it actually kind of started out. I, I was we were talking about Justin Grant's celebration where he pounds the NOS off his yep. helmet and then dumps it all himself. And, and I was talking to Book about that. And I told him that I I'd do that with beer if uh, you know, if we were able to pull off a win that night at Port Royal, and we did end up pulling off the win, but they, I didn't realize that you had to go scale before you went up to victory lane. So I, you know, I had a bunch of time, so I just took all my gear off, and I just, it turned from smacking the beer off my helmet to just chugging it, and I guess it's kind of stuck now. What's the beer of, what's the beer of choice? Oh, it's got to be Miller Lite. It's got to be oh, Miller Lite. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Come on, Justin. You got to be better than that. Well, I, you know, I you? usually am like a Guy or something like that, but it's done to switch me over to the Miller Lite, so now I'm stuck on it. That's what you're on. That's the Miller Lite, huh? Tyler, that'll make Tyler happy. He's a big Miller Lite guy too, so that'll be that'll make him happy. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, you know, and I, I don't want to dwell too much on the past, but you know, two three years ago, you know, and and I again don't have to tell you this, but but things were looking, you know, maybe up in the air for you just as far as your racing career and and what you were going to do. Um, you know, you got reinstated, went through everything you needed to do to get yourself back on the, the straight and narrow. But now to have a full-time ride and a competitive ride, a ride that's, you know, winning races, you know, on the national scale, can you just kind of take a moment to reflect on, on you know, the last couple of years and just how fortunate you feel to, to be in the spot you're in? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we all know. I guess it's not a secret, you know what I mean? We all know kind of where I was at a few years ago and uh, just kind of had to pull myself out of a dark place I guess you know that was that was one of the lowest points in my life and I uh, just had to uh, I guess I basically made the decision that I wasn't going to quit or give up and I just had to grind my way back to the top and uh, and I kind of feel like I've done that pretty successfully you know uh, just kind of getting yourself in the right headspace and keeping your keeping your mindset where it needs to be and you know kind of hit the gym a little bit which helped and uh, put down some of that stuff you know what I mean and then kind of started focusing more on my career and, and who I was as a person and stuff like that and I kind of led me into the position that I'm in now. Uh, you know, Pete Grove gave me, you know, my first real opportunity after that happened to get on the road and kind of try and make a name for myself a little bit. And you know what I'm saying? So uh, I've had a lot, I've had to pass a lot since then. You know, it wasn't just a one and done kind of deal to get reinstated. I've had to stay on top of my game and kind of, like I said, I had to try and work my way back to the top and I kind of feel like I've successfully done that now. You mentioned the mental side of things and Let's talk about the just the mental side of things behind the wheel. I talked a little bit about with TJ Michael last week, just how big it is to be mentally strong inside the car and not lose your composure. Is that something you've had to work on to get to where you are right now to make sure that you, you stay locked in and focused on the task at hand and not let one bad lap turn into three bad laps? 
kind of getting to myself where I need to be when I do show up to the racetrack. And I think that's played a huge factor in, in staying calm behind the wheel. Just, you know, I feel like I have a pretty good idea what the track's going to do or kind of what I need to do to maybe get around a guy and not take five laps to get around somebody. You know, if you start towards the back, you got to be able to move through the pack efficiently if you're going to want to have a shot at winning races. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, getting to the gym and just kind of keeping yourself motivated and keeping yourself uh, in a good headspace is definitely what you got to do to win this, win this stuff. I mean, you're going out there and racing you know, some of the best of the best in the in the business when it comes to wing sprint car racing. So uh, just having to, like I said, man, just keeping yourself in the right mind space is huge and, and staying calm behind the wheel. Well, I know you said you're on the way to, to Bridgeport right now, but um, what else is is planned for you racing wise this year? I mean, are you gonna are you gonna try to dabble in anything besides just the wing sprint car, or is it kind of fully focused on that this year? Uh, for the most part, just kind of focusing on the wing stuff. I got a I got a little deal lined up to go around a Silver Crown race or two uh, over at Eldora and stuff like that. So we'll just kind of see what happens. You know, right now I'm really trying to focus on the all-star circuit champions championship and and you know and eventually moving up and trying to be you know world of outlaw sprint car drivers so that's kind of where my head's at kind of where i'm looking to go but uh you know we'll see i mean i'm sure there'll be some opportunities that come out of the woodwork and we'll, we'll just see what happens do you miss running midgets at all i know the, it seems like that's kind of how i got to know who justin peck was was running midgets around illinois when you were what 15 16 years old I really like the midget game. I just wish uh, I wish I could do a little bit more of it here and there. But um, you know, for someone that's trying to, uh, I guess, say maybe make a career out of racing, I just, you know, financially, I don't think the midget game is kind of where it, it it needs to be for someone to really try and make a career out of that. So that's kind of where why I chose to go to the wing route. Um, I still enjoy the midgets a lot, but. Uh, I'm really liking this wing sprint car stuff right now. I think just the, the level of competition and, and how good you really have to be and on top of your game you have to be to, to win some of this stuff is uh, kind of more up my alley. I feel like I bring a high intensity level almost every night we show up to the racetrack and that's really what it takes to beat these guys. Yeah, you're certainly getting it figured out. There's no, no doubt about that. So, uh, Blake, anything else from you or, or are we good? Yeah, I going to bridgeport what's that like as a driver to go to a new track like tonight especially bridgeport's changed so much through the years but uh, what's it like as a driver rolling into the place what are some of the first things that you do to kind of acclimate yourself with a new facility well definitely like i said i try to watch as much film as possible throughout the week and it's it's kind of hard to find you know videos of this place because it has changed so much in the last handful of years so i've watched about all the videos i think i, I could find on youtube but uh, you know, going to the track, I'll go up and kind of look at it, maybe ride the four-wheeler around a little bit, just kind of try to pick up on if there's a divot here or there or maybe a hole going into a turn or out of a turn and just trying to get acclimated with the facility and just kind of, you know, seeing where I think I can, you know, there might be a passing point or, or really try and watch hot laps so you can kind of gauge early in the night where, you know, where the speed's at and just trying to, uh, like I say, trying to find good lines and trying to find passing points is really what I'm trying to do. Um, I feel like the car, car's usually pretty good enough to where I can uh, I can do what I need to do on the racetrack so just trying to figure out what I need to do once I hit it cool awesome well stay safe um, looking forward to watching you guys the the rest of the uh, the rest of the year and, and you know this week coming up obviously so uh, safe travels on your way there and uh, appreciate you making some time for us today yep thanks fellas
Back on the Loud Pedal Podcast, episode 30, just finished up with Justin Peck. Uh, we're joined by uh, Tyler Burnett, live and in color from uh, wherever he's enjoying his lunch today, uh, somewhere in the heart of Texas. Uh, Blake, quickly, uh, just talking to Justin Peck there. Um, obviously, we talked about it. You know, he's he's been lights out. You know, the last few weeks has has won seemingly seemingly everything that uh, he showed up to and and got another chance tonight, but. Um, Bridgeport's a, a special place for that team and Tom Book, the car owner. Uh, not exactly for a great reason, but um, it's a special place regardless for them. Yeah, a lot of emotion as they go to Bridgeport. Bridgeport is where Jason Leffler passed away in 2013, and Tom was a car owner. And Jason was, at that point, he was really starting to click into early June. He was starting to get the wing sprint car figured out as his really his first foray into into the wing sprint cars, and at that, when Jason had passed, Tom, I, from what I recall, much on the edge of calling it quits, was done sprint car racing, and thankfully, he's here as a car owner, and he got Paul McMahon the last couple of seasons, and they won a couple of all-star races and a Speed Week title, and now to Justin Grant, and you and I talk about it, talked about it with Justin, he's had a heck of a season, the hottest sprint car driver in the country, the only driver with multiple wins in Central PA, and... He's one for one with the All-Stars in points action. So not a bad start for that Book 13. Kind of revitalized the team. Some new energy there in the 13 camp. Absolutely. And and we talked about his his beer drinking celebration in Victory Lane. Uh, <laughs> T-Bone, you'll be happy to know that Justin Peck is a Miller Lite drinker in Victory Lane. So uh, yep. he, he said that was just for you. Yeah, I talked to him uh, after the win in Attica, and we actually drank a Miller Lite together. Um, He's a he's a he's a big Milwaukee sewer water fan, so that's uh, that's good. I, you know, I've been I've been keeping him in business this week for sure. So it's been a lot of fun. Well, we had to we had to bust his chops, you know, because when he said that, you know, Blake and I both, you know, him hawed around that, you know, about how bad of a beer it is. So at least uh, at least you got you two can bond over that. Yeah, you guys drink that water called Bush Light, so. Uh, the nectar gross. of the gods, get it correct, T-Bone. <laughs> nectar of the gods. <laughs> yeah, All right, right, T-Bone, what are you doing? What are you doing down there? I'm drinking a mango Rita right now. Yeah? <laughs> Eating some uh, authentic Mexican tacos with my friends here. Well, actually, my boss is at Flow. Uh, we're about five miles away. Here they are, Jay-Z. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Have they realized what a mistake they made yet? That's what that's what we all <laughs> want to know. Have they realized the mistake they made yet? Have they realized the mistake yet? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they have they so have not clear. Uh, we <laughs> we have gotten away with it so far, Blake. All right, well, we're we're 6 months in probably, so at least we're we're on good footing now. But it, I saw you went what ghost hunting the other night. Yeah, so my wife, my wife's a history teacher, and you know we like to hit the history. We like to learn about the history of the you know the United States and the world. Uh, Galveston, Texas, uh, historic, and the fact that it is a very haunted town. And if you watch the Ghost Hunters show, um, there's there's some houses there that are you know historically haunted, and we decided to tour that around 11 p.m. at night and you know, of course had a few brews it was a good time uh didn't see any demonic activity uh but you know we were told about it so they could have been lying to us you never know 
You don't want any of that demonic activity. That's never a good thing. That's right. Dylan, I got an idea. Let's hear it, Blake. Uh, All right. So (laughs) back home, my favorite radio show, they do How Naive is Chris. So at some point, can we have a segment with Tyler? And since his wife's a history teacher, just basically come up with some basic United States history questions and see if Tyler can pass our test. I like this because as many, many people who are watching this will, will know from our rip defense days, you know, Tyler proclaims to be an expert on just about everything, but when in fact he is, you know, questioned about, you know, anything that he proclaims to be an expert on, he doesn't know as much as he says he knows. So I, uh, I like this idea. All right. We'll work on that. My brain is spinning. You're accurate. All right. T-Bone, you were at Attica this past weekend. What'd you think? Really dry, uh, you know. But it seems like when you go to Ohio, they lose the water trucks. Uh, just, you know, to let let some of those locals around there run. You know, I was I was a little disappointed that like Fast had a competing race at Atomic, which is like, why? Why are you racing the exact same day as you know the Fast home track is hosting the All Stars? But whatever. Um, you know, we missed out on the Cole Duncans and, and those guys, but, you know, we saw some talented race car drivers there. And, of course, uh, Justin Peck is about as good as it gets right now. Um, you know, he and I was I was pretty impressed with Zeb Wise, too. You know, he and Wayne pretty bring yeah. out that new car for the second time at Attica. The first time was with Fast or the local show a week before. And, um, you know, this, this week they were really good. And, even Zeb, you know, we have the rankings, and Zeb was like, when am I going to make the ranking? I was like, when you win a race. Like, when, you know, I mean, let's be honest, he tied his, you know, he's, he tied his best finish of second of his career, and they're really, really fast. Um, but once he wins a race, he'll be in the top ten, I think, for sure. He might be this week, though. No, I haven't even tallied it up yet. All right. Tyler, uh, Bold. well, Dylan, we're, we're in heat race section. I don't know if you've ever been to Attica. Off of the backstretch, they've got this oh, barricade on the horse track. And we're, I don't know, middle of heat races and not someone on the radio, official goes on the radio. We need these. There's two guys on the fence on the backstretch that we got to move. So I pull up my binoculars and look. And not other, it's heavy lunch back there. We had to move <laughs> them. I had to shoo them off the racetrack into a safe area. I thought that was good. That's awesome. We saw them that is awesome. scoot off the racetrack, though. I mean, that is, that's about as classic as it gets right there. Yep. So, he was there and he made his presence felt. Yeah. That, that large uh, human being standing on the backstretch illegally on the inside of the barricade. Uh, that was me. <laughs> that was, hey, I, I, I'm okay with getting in trouble in that scenario because I'm trying to get the best shot possible. That's why I'm you standing did, yeah. on the backstretch else in that facility is trying to get the best shot there is and that's me Walls had your back Walls had his back he said heavy lunch he's fine (laughs) and the track is like now we need him to move so we moved him (laughs) that's funny All right. Well, we'll let you get back to lunch. But before we do, Tyler, we had uh, obviously some other racing going on this weekend. Uh, Had USAC at Lawrenceburg for the the National Sprint Car Midwest opener, which Brady Bacon won. Um, You were at Attica. You mentioned the Fast Series. Who's your hat shake for this week? Well, I talked a little bit of a mess about Zeb, and uh, rightfully so, but I probably have to give my hat shake to them. Uh, You know, that car is going to win some races, and I think Blake can probably attest to that. Um, 
it's really fast already. And Zeb, of course, you know, tying his best finish ever with the All-Stars. I think it's a win that's coming soon. Um, and, you know, we need Zeb Wise to be a star, and he already is a star. So um, I think they're going to be one of the best sprint car, you know, teams on the planet by the end of the year. And uh, they might be already right now, but uh, they need some, you know, they need some more finishes to show for it. But that's what my hat shakes go on the 10 car. I think I talked to them last week, and I was going to go over to Angle, Indiana. I'm not very far from there. And they said, we don't even have our shop set up. We don't even have a trailer ready. They were renting a trailer this week. Um, like, they're not, they weren't even ready to go, um, basically, for the spring opener, and they ended up second. So, congratulations to them boys. My Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shake of the Week goes to Zeb Wise and Wayne Pretty this weekend. Off to a good start for sure. Blake, what about you? What did you see that uh, you liked this weekend? I mean, all three of us, ironically, were voices of the United States Auto Club at some point in our career. And, I got to dabble to the non-wing side of things, and my hat shake goes to Brady Bacon, what he's been able to accomplish at Lawrenceburg. I think that's three straight there. And that Lawrenceburg isn't a place that I would – when I think of Lawrenceburg, it's not really a place that I think, man, Brady Bacon's going to get around that place good. It's, you know, high and fast. Brady's usually the guy that is real tedious and doesn't make mistakes. And But – it pays off my hat shake to Brady Bacon. It's pretty incredible, and he's got his season off to a great start. It's a home race for Hoffman's. They're from Cincinnati just across the river, so that's always special to see the Hoffman car in victory lane at their home track. I know they bring a lot of family out there and some of their partners, so that's neat as well. But Brady Bacon, hat shake of the week. Yep, they wrapped up their third national sprint car title there last fall, and then uh, Brady got back to victory lane there this spring. My Sun Dollar Restoration hat shake also is going to stay in the non-wing side. And mine's going to go to Paul Neenheiser simply because I watched him, and all three of us can attest having been there and watched non-wing sprint car races there. Uh, it is not a, a place where you, I think, generally stay calm behind the wheel because it's just so intense. And the transitions into the banking and in and out of the banking, you know, the left rears are in the air. It's a little tilty in the non-wing cars. And... Paul Neenheiser and that KO Motorsports team, they had that thing bound up tight. And it was uh, it was carrying the left front about all the way around the racetrack and the left rear too. And uh, it was making me a little nervous, a little bit light. Um, but, you know, Paul did a good job to, to drive that thing the entire night and, uh, and drove it forward and I think finished in the top 10. So, um, you know, he's another guy that is kind of transitioning from uh, mostly wing racing to, to now he's going to chase the full USAC non-wing schedule. So um, learning, you know, across the board there, but they've done a nice job here early in the season. So uh, I'll give mine to him for, uh, you know, taking a car that maybe wasn't exactly to his liking and, and still doing a nice job with it. So um, lots of exciting stuff going on this weekend. As we said, Brady Bacon picked up the win at Lawrenceburg. CJ Leary and Chris Windham rounded out the podium there. Uh, and then, of course, Justin Peck, our winner uh, with the Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions at Attica. Tyler, uh, thanks for taking some time out of your vacation to join us. Uh, we appreciate that. No problem. Cheers. Say hi, everyone. Say, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going over the flow headquarters. So Neenheiser was a good one. D Welch, uh, they've been good. So thanks for doing this, Blake. Thanks for working for me. Yeah. Thank you. I Dylan, before, I also, I got to give a hat tip to, I, I maybe a 1B for the Sun Dollar Restoration, Restoration hat shake. Chris Windham has finished in the top 10 in 31 consecutive USAC National Sprint Car races. 31 straight. Wow. Has, 
his worst finish, I think, I think he ran 11th the other race that he finished outside of the top 10 there at 32. That's incredible. That is. I didn't realize it was that high of a number. And, um, yeah, I mean, that that speaks remarkably to his consistency that – uh, and and, I, and we've seen guys, you know, through the years, too, that have done it. You know, guys like Chase Stockton comes to mind that just is always yep. a guy that's solid in top 10. But um, it's difficult now. You know, I mean, there's I think USAC is competitive um, across all three series as, as it's ever been. So, um, you know, top 10s aren't necessarily a lock. You know, if you're a guy like Chris Windham, you know, maybe three, four five years ago, it was a little easier to, to even have a bad night sneak into a top 10. But. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think you got to earn all of those. So uh, that's that's a good good nod as well that um, he's been able to do that as much as he has. Yeah, big weekend ahead for USAC. It's been impressive to watch what Brady Bacon and gang have been able to do to build this T-Town, I think what the T-Town Midget Showdown is what it's yeah. called at Port City. The purse and the perks that they found. I mean, I t- talked to Kurt Spridgen and last year guys were taking – Running second, guys are taking home like seven grand for the weekend. And this year, the yeah. purse is almost double. And the prizes and lap money, it's one of the better paying midget races in the entire country. And it's only year two and new track ownership there. So that's really kind of maybe building into what will be one of the crown jewel events for midget racing. I, it is. And I think that's, you know, that's another point, too, that um, is, is great about uh, you know, the, the life that has kind of been pumped back into the United States auto club here recently is, is we are getting a lot of these, you know, marquee events and we've had them for a, for a long time with the sprint cars, you know, mm-hmm. with, uh, the SmackDown or, or even, you know, sprint week or, or, you know, some of these other Eastern storms, some of these other big events, but the midgets, um, they've lacked that for a couple of years. And, and so it is great to see, um, you know, see events like that, you know, kind of, uh, getting some money pumped into them, which is, is obviously the, the biggest factor that is, is going to kind of elevate a race like that. So um, kudos to Shane and Jen and everybody um, that's that's worked on Port City to, to kind of get it to where it is now and um, excited to watch that this weekend for sure. So um, Blake, I, as always, I appreciate uh, you and what you do and appreciate you coming on with us today and um, Hope uh, hope you're ready for a busy race season. I know it's it's getting ready to pick up hot and heavy for you guys full time, but um, you know appreciate you as always, and and uh, hope we see you down the road. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always love joining you and, and and Tyler and giving Tyler a hard time. And you guys have a great show. And it's been fun to watch things continue to grow here on Flow Racing. Uh, you guys have really taken off with your show. Is it's a new home and been doing some cool things and. Man, we've got a thousand races. Like another big weekend this weekend on Flow Racing and the All Stars. We're back in action next week for four races through Central Pennsylvania and Virginia. Twelve thousand to win next Thursday. That's exciting, and I can't wait. It's going to be a great year. The All Stars is going to be, I think, one of our most competitive seasons ever. And as always, you can watch every race live here on Flow Racing as our title sponsor is Flow Racing, so it makes it easy. Absolutely, lot to, lot to look forward to if you're a race fan. Uh, across the board here in the next few weeks so uh, that's it for episode 30 thanks to justin peck for coming on thanks again for uh blake making some time as well as uh tyler burnett who uh is on vacation but appreciate him making some time for us as well so uh, i'm dylan welch this is episode 30 of the loud pedal podcast we'll see you next week